and we're back! You could not keep us down, we're back again with another episode, with another classic for y'all. One of my all-time favorite bands, one of my all-time favorite albums. Um, fuck, man, I don't even know where to begin. I'm super excited to be doing a Red Hot Chili Peppers episode. And yeah. I... I can't think of a better episode to start off with uh, than Blood Sugar Sex Magic, which is where my love for the band sprouted. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not per se the huge, like, I've never really followed a lot of the Chili Peppers. Uh, I can't say I've listened to every song like you have, and you have almost every album on record. And so, this is kind of like. I've listened to this album, obviously, but I haven't listened to it as much as Dylan, so it might be, it's a different perspective, because I have a little less experience in the Red Hot Chili Peppers, whereas all the albums we've done so far, we're really experienced with them, like we know a lot about them. Yeah. Whereas this, I don't know as much, so I'll probably learn some fucking cool things, and I hope you do as well. Well, oof, I mean, where, where do we start? I mean, uh... This is the second album of this lineup. Um, only two members have been consistent through the whole Red Hot Chili Peppers lineup. That's on vocals, uh, Anthony Kiedis. Uh, on bass, the maniac, the beast, the majestic warrior of life, Flea. Um, on guitar, he's a fucking... Ugh, I don't... He's a prodigy. He's fucking... Uh, he came out of nowhere, really. Just a young kid, and he's just a guitar hero, John Frusciante. Yeah. And then the fucking the metal maniac that came into the groove, uh, fucking Chad Smith, man, who is, in my opinion, he's a highly rated drummer, but he's still underrated, just because he does everything. He plays on so much yeah. stuff, like. He does play on a lot of stuff. Last year, he played on the Ozzy album, and he played on the Post Malone album, and he even did a song on the Dua Lipa album. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know the name of... I don't know her music that well, but I know, like... It's just, like, there's something with rock and rap. It's, it's track number nine on her album. The newest one? Uh, I'm not sure. Probably nine or 18 either way but uh, yeah this is a uh, I mean I have them tattooed on me <laughs> when I when uh, we post this album I'll probably post a little picture of the tattoo I got uh, in honor of them all my tattoos are music based so far when I do albums that I got tattoos of I'm gonna post uh, I'm gonna post a picture um, I've never seen the peppers live but that is like the top of my bucket list between Pearl Jam and the Chili Peppers right now those are the two bands I need to see live and uh, I can't wait I have a, a ticket to uh, to go see Pearl Jam obviously concerts aren't happening right now broke my heart yeah she is. yeah I told you man he, he broke my heart yeah um, the, the Peppers are known for their live show presence. I mean, even when they first started and they were kind of looked at as a joke band, they really did have a great live presence. 
Um, they had a lot of uh, tactics that they brought out on stage. Well, from just the live performances I've seen on YouTube and stuff, uh, like fucking massive amounts of energy coming off those guys. Full energy the whole show. Just yeah. Jumping up and down, even. Well, when Chad Smith first heard that uh, Jack Irons, he was the original drummer, but not the the drummer on the first two albums, or not the first album, anyways. He's definitely on Uplift Mofo Party, and I can't remember if he's on Freaky Styly. Uh, but he left after the original guitar player, Hello Slovak, had passed away um, due to a heroin overdose. Uh, Jack Irons left. Um, well, he... Uh, yeah, well, sorry. Yeah, they did. They had a lot of uh, mix-ups in the lineups yeah. and things that didn't mesh well. And But when Chad Smith heard that they were auditioning, the first thing he said was, Are those the guys that wear the socks on their dicks? And it's like, yep, the famous sock on cock fucking group, man. Yeah. The Abbey Road EP where they're walking down Abbey Road with socks on their dicks. They, <laughs> I just recently finished uh, Flea's book, Acid for the Children, and Anthony's book, uh, Scar Tissue. And I was hearing, like, Anthony's book dives more into the group. But uh, Flea even touched on it, too, where they, they were just so excited. They were doing the show. And it was going really well, and they were going to go do their encore, and then someone mentioned, like, should, should we go out wearing nothing but our socks? And they fucking put a sock on the dick, and they fucking went out for the encore, and the crowd lost it. And it's something that, I mean, they don't do as often now. It's it's kind of... Uh, In the 90s, they were doing that quite often. Eh? Late 80s, especially, yeah. too. I mean, it, it became something of... Uh, like a rare team today, but uh, like we mentioned on the blind episode, uh, blind episode, blind uh, melon episode, there Shannon Hoon going on stage naked, flea, yeah, he's uh, <laughs> fucking full on naked a lot of the time, and uh, you know, like the balls, the fucking amount of balls, literally, you can see them, <laughs> yeah, they're bouncing up and down in some a lot of clips. <laughs> um. They had fun though. They're a good band. Have fun too. You party. You put this on. That's where I, like kind of like, and Chili Peppers were never like uh, like they were always a band. I heard heard songs on the radio. Heard songs in movies and TV shows. I listened to them, like their songs, but you know I never did a deep dive into their songs like a, a, like an actual dive yeah. into their early bands until recently there in the summer. Well, I uh, I had Blood Sugar Sex Magic, and uh, I listened to some of uh, Mother's Milk. That was the first record I got of theirs was Mother's Milk. But Blood Sugar Sex Magic is the thing that I was mainly hooked on. Um, and then it was you. We were like 13, 14. We're chilling in your basement, and you had Californication on CD. Yeah. And I was all like, I don't anymore. <laughs> We fucking, I was like, oh, I want to hear that. I, I really like their other album. And I heard it and I was like, oh, holy shit. Um, fuck, can we listen to that again? Yeah? Okay, so we listen to it again. It's over. Oh, man, I, I really, I got to hear it one more time. And Brad reluctantly said, okay, one more time. We listened to it. And I was so hyped still, just like three times in a row I listened to it. We were also drunk. We are also a little drunk. Probably, <laughs> probably a little stoned too, 13, 14 years old. And uh, 
then I was like, man, I gotta hear it again. And Brad tells me, he's like, look, man, if you don't make me put this album on one more time, when you go home, you can just bring it with you and keep it, because I've heard it enough to last a lifetime. And I said, so you're telling me if I don't play it again, I can have the CD again where I got in my room. And I've been listening to it ever since. And Yeah, I fondly remember that night. That was a good night. Oh, that was awesome. We had a couple good nights down at the basement. Oh. Where now it's called the bar. Basement bar. My parents got a pretty nice setup down there now, eh? Brad's basement was pretty much Eric Foreman's basement. <laughs> your your parents uh, raised a lot of kids. And in a safe environment, too. You know, like, I'm all for teenagers exploring. They were never letting us get so fucked up and then let us leave or anything. It was like, you know, you had a safe place to, to try things and learn things. And that's... Uh, that's... Is there an issue with the recording? No. No? Just Looks like sure. it is, but... Looks a little fucky. If you don't end up hearing this, we'll be slightly pissed, but who cares? Who cares? <laughs> we'll, we'll check it out the flip marker. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Chili Peppers, I've never, uh... Yeah, like, they, uh... Well, I, I never really heard... I never even knew when I fucking listened to, you know, Scar Tissue and the hits, basically... I didn't even know these guys were around before night. Like, they were 84, fucking, man. Yeah, they've been around for fucking years. And then I recently, not, within the last year, I went on Spotify there and listened to their first two albums. And I was like, fuck. Uh, damn, it's a whole. So good. But the second so album is produced by George Clinton of Parliament Funkadelic. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's so different. It's so fucking different. A lot of the early stuff had the horns in it. I really like that. Flea, uh, Flea's a hell of a trumpet player. I mean, he's the... Flea, in my opinion, there are so many amazing bass players out there from from Geezer Butler to Getty Lee to fucking John Paul Jones. Everywhere, all up and down. Jack Bruce. The list goes on and on. In my opinion, and what will probably be my opinion until the day I die is there's not a bass player that comes to the stature of Flea. Whether it's in studio, on tour, or just as a human being, he's he, I think he excels in everything. He's a very special person. Yeah. Well, definitely. Um, I can agree with you there. Fucking Flea is one hell of a fucking bass player. Like, he, he's, he's gotta be up in those lists. Like, if he's not, well, what... Well, for me, like I said, he he's at the top. It doesn't compare. Now, I'm going to fucking... I'm going to Google Rolling Stones fucking uh, greatest oh, bass player. I want to see where they are. Oh, jeez, Because, you know, Rolling Stone notoriously has the shittiest lists of all fucking time. I mean, but that's so <laughs> hard. How do you pick the greatest... Uh, the, the top 100 greatest albums are... The top hundred greatest guitar players, or bass players, or drummers. It right, all comes Jerry down Cantrell to Cantrell wasn't even in the top hundred. Yeah, and he's in my top twenty. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? It comes down to preference. It comes down to what you listen to and what you like. Um, <coughs> I find luckily for people like Brad and I, our, our music tastes have quite a wide variety. So it, it's we could always find something that we like and something that. Like, I've had people tell me, like, you like that? I'm surprised. I wouldn't think you would like that because of what you listen to. 
And I'm like, well, what the fuck does that mean? I, I listen to everything. Like, I listen to pop, hip-hop, country, like, rock, funk, jazz. I listen to it all. And that's one of the reasons that the Chili Peppers really stand out to me. Because they touch almost all of those. Maybe not country, but the pop, the rap. Um, the rock, the funk, yeah, a bit of the jazz, well, like it's there. Uh, I wrote down their genres for this album: is funk rock, alternative rock, funk metal, and rap rock. Hmm. So a lot of rock. <laughs> yeah. Like funk metal. What's that? Like, I don't know. I don't hear the metal. Yeah, I, I hear less metal. Maybe like for them, like suck my kiss or or, or like the fast. Yeah, yeah. the fast songs. Maybe, yeah. Guy, you're not gonna like this list already, but I'm at 49 and Duff McKagan's 49. <laughs> that's dirty! <laughs> Have a segment. That's dirty. What's dirty on today? Uh, Duff McKagan being number 48. 49. Four, oh, even. That's dirty! Just skip to the top 10. <coughs> if Flea's not in the top 10. Whoever made this article deserves to be SHOT! Yeah, I said it. And I won't take it back. And I don't feel bad. And I meant it. I might be scrolling for a little while. Yeah, it's a long list. <laughs> oh, I can just go to one? Yeah. Uh, I'll go to 20. Maybe he's in the top. If he's not in the top he's, 20. If he's not top 10, shot. Rick Danko's Tony, so that's good. Rick Danko, the band, will definitely be doing some of them soon. Oh, 100%. Um, I love the band. Chris Squire. We're getting close to the top 10 bass players, according to the Rolling Stone. Just want to see this. First, I got all these fucking shitty ads. What is going on here? I don't need... Can I get a little love from you? Can I get a little bit of that? Don't so say no. It's, it's, it's gotten to the point online. What? John Paul Jones, number 14. That's dirty. You know John Paul Jones played on most of the Donovan albums, like the early stuff? Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. I love Donovan. And speaking of Donovan, Anthony Kiedis, almost pretty close to this time, uh, was dating the daughter of uh, folk great... Donovan. Uh, she was uh, she was not close with her father. And I think they were estranged. But I mean, uh, Anthony Kiedis. I mean, he in his book he talks about. Uh, I don't. I I can't remember the connection. I think his dad's ex girlfriend or good friend uh, was in a relationship with Sonny Bono, uh, Sonny and Cher, and. Uh, so Anthony would always hang out at Sonny's house and even had a room there at one point and when he would go to school his address would be Sonny Bono's address just so he could go to the school in the district that he wanted to go in and uh, this is like elementary school and apparently he was going out one night or his parents were going out one night and they are going to have a party or something and he, Anthony wasn't going to be able to go um, and Cher, who was still friends with Sonny Bono, offered to babysit Anthony, and he, he talked about it in his book, that uh, he ended up sleeping in the same bed as a naked Cher at like 10 years old, just wanted to put the moves on her, <laughs> you know? He didn't, but I'm sure he wished he did. Especially later on, he's oh. like, fuck, I could have touched Cher. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh um, yeah. So are we at the top ten? Uh, you know what? I'm gonna say something. I didn't see him in the top twenty. Yeah. Did you go down from ten to one? I went down from twenty to ten. Okay. Uh, yeah. To one. Twenty to one? Yeah. He's not in there. He's not in there. You gotta be joking. Uh, I wish I was. But, uh, Let me Don Paul Jones, Donald Duck Dunn. Um, 16 was not him. Donald Duck Dunn is a beast. Plays on a lot of great blues albums. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying the guys in the top, but they're. Please, not even in the top 20. What'd I say? Shot! None of that bullshit. And I'm not fucking. Our internet sucks anyway, so we can fucking probably isn't even, yeah, it's not even loading anymore. You know, that's the thing. Bell, Bell fucking sucks. You know, they're, they're completely off topic, but their internet system is all kinds of fucked. Like, I, like, we're paying, what is it, over fucking a hundred dollars, and we cuts in and out, oh. Great, dude. This is also uh, on the 185 gram record, um, but the good thing is this is a, actually a pretty long album, so luckily, uh, luckily we don't have to worry about that flipping it as much. Let me get the message going to my head. So Rolling Stone has a new uh, top 10 for bass. And John Paul Jones is actually at 6. Oh, good. So the 10 going down for this. Uh, Victor Wooten of Bella Fleck and Fleckchums. I've never even heard of that. So it's, it's jazz though. Um... Coming in at ninth is Cliff Burton, who I can agree with is a fucking headbanger of the ages. Um, performed on the first three Metallica albums. Uh, had an untimely death. Coming in at eight, Jack Bruce of Cream. Seven, Jaco Pastrius of. I don't know another jazz guy. John Paul Jones coming in at six. Led Zeppelin, of course. And them Crooked Vultures with Dave Grohl and Josh Holm. Um, Les Claypool of Primus. Getty Lee coming in at four for Rush. Paul McCartney places three. Obviously the Beatles, if you don't know that. Shot! <laughs> number two. Shot. Number two is Flea. That... I haven't seen number one yet, but to me, they got it wrong just by putting them at two. Um, obviously, the Peppers. Okay, number one, John N. Twisel of The Who. That's alright. Fuck it. I'm done looking at these lists. Please, number one. I won't take it back. Agree with me, please, because I hate when people don't agree with me. I throw fits. That mouth was made to... Sorry. I got caught up in uh, my messages. Um, so this album was recorded in a pretty cool way. I mean, uh, this is their first record with Warner Brothers. Uh, they had some success on uh, Mother's Milk that they hadn't really seen on the the previous three records. 
Um, their contract was over, or something happened, there was a dispute, and they ended up getting out of their contract. And, uh, so they go to Warner Brothers. They almost went to Sony, um, but that didn't work out. There was something that went wrong. And, uh, they ended up at Warner Brothers, and when they're gonna record this album, it is the first album that they had that was produced by Rick Rubin, who they would work with multiple times in the future. Um, he played on on the next few, I believe. I, I don't remember if One Hot Minute, but I'm positive he was on Californication, uh, By the Way, and Stadium Marcadium. The John albums he's definitely on, except Mother's Mother. Who's this? Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin, okay. The okay. famous record producer. Yeah, he is famous. Fuck, he, he's done a lot of great albums. Lots and lots of great albums. Anyways, as you can probably hear, the record has stopped. So yeah. we're going to flip it up. Flip I it upside down. Oh, you know, Dylan's flipping it tonight. Today. Still today. Anyways, we're going on to side two. With one of my favorites on this album. Um, it's I Could Have Lied. Uh, at the time of writing for this, uh, Anthony had... Uh, started a friendship with uh, Sinead O'Connor she's a controversial singer um, she I'm not does... too familiar with her work well she fucking she went on SNL and she had a picture of the Pope and she ripped it live on air Ooh, yeah and, okay uh, controversial yeah well I guess like, like she was in the, a religious family and knew people that were abused and I don't know she had something to say and she said it so I can respect that um, but as far as I understood from Anthony's book this song was written about her yeah yeah okay. sorry I was listening I just was checking out the sound with the because we're still in the early stages so we're only a two-man production right now yeah sorry about that buddy this is one of the softer songs um, on the album. There's a few, which uh, was something new for the, the Chili Peppers. They kind of changed up their their whole style, really. Um, like you said, you listened to the first two albums. It was completely different, right? Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, Mother's Milk and the Uplift Mofo Party, kind of, they moved forward from what they were doing but they still kept a, a big part of that and even with Blood Sugar Sex Magic they kept a big part of what they were doing but they still they changed and evolved and they just they brought in new new parts of the band and I don't to me that's what helped them shoot for that success yeah like they went from an average band to like a household name you know pretty well pretty quickly too yeah, well, quickly after this album released, yeah. but quickly as far as some other bands. I mean, they'd been they'd been roughing it on the road. They had lost members. They had fucking had best friends die, and and like when this album, what what year is this album? This is uh, nineteen ninety one. Ninety one. This was released on the same day as Nevermind and Bad Motor Finger. Yeah. <laughs> Blood Sugar Sex Magic Nevermind by Nirvana and Bad Motor Finger by Soundgarden 
three amazing albums released on the exact same day. If I was buying records in 91, I would have fucking... Imagine you go to the record store and all three of those are in the new section. Holy shit. Rank them. How would you rank those three albums? But what are the three? There's uh, Bad Motor Finger. Bad Motor Finger. This There's one. This one and Nevermind. Nevermind. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I would rank probably, them. Probably this first. Bad Motor Finger and then Nevermind. <laughs> that's, a, that's how I would do it. Yeah. That's And I mean, I know Nevermind's got hits. It's got In Bloom. It's got... Uh, it's got... Uh, Teen Spirit. Yeah. It smells like Teen Spirit. Yeah. It's got uh, what's the other? Come, uh, come, come as, as you are. are. There. Lith- That's what lithium. It lithium. Ah, yeah. Hit. I mean, I still hit. like. Uh, but in Euros. I like in Utero more. And as far as Soundgarden, I love Soundgarden so much. Bad Motor Finger is probably my favorite Soundgarden album, but I listen to this way more. This, uh, it, it did something different for me. Are the volumes all right, sir? Yeah, they are. Yeah, no. It's <laughs> like, uh, you never know. I just want to make sure that you can hear us. And, and the music. And the music. And the music. Without music. being copywritten for some reason. Well, we're not making any money on this. this <laughs> Don't listen to the music in you the come, background. You, come, listen you, to you come after us, that's pretty sad. Because we're fucking not even making a cent from this. So we're just having fun spinning records. Tell you what, if we get in trouble <laughs> for this, we'll pay the fucking artist the 10 cents you pay them. <laughs> yeah, go buy out cheap fucks. We Patreon. bought this record. I bought the CD. We'll go on Patreon. Paid for this tattoo. I'd buy a ticket if I could. So if you had, if you were to see Red Hot Chili Peppers, what would be the song you want to play the most? The song I want them to play the most if I saw the Peppers. Well. That's hard because obviously they play the hits. Yeah, well, yeah. Right? They're gonna play Under the Bridge, they'll play Californication, they're gonna play By the Scar Way, tissue. Scar Tissue, uh, Give It Away, uh, Suck My Kiss. Well, no, they don't really do that as much. I don't know. Oh, Danny California. Danny California, probably if they do a show now. Um, two songs that come to mind that I would want to hear if I could only have. Like, if they told me I could have one, I'd give them two, and they could choose and surprise me. I would say either Dosed, which is on By The Way, and especially because um, John just rejoined the band. Like, just a little over a year ago, John rejoined the band. He left after this album. Um, And John's vocals, and then he rejoined them and then quit again, but... (laughs) But John's vocals add a lot to the the chilies for me, and it, I don't know. I like that connection, so I'd really want to hear either Dosed or Wet Sand, which is on Stadium Arcadium. Hmm. But I mean, I'd also want to hear Soul to Squeeze. I'd yeah, want to hear if, if I uh, uh, I can't even talk right now. I'd be thinking of being there. <laughs> I just yeah, watched a concert of them the other night. Yeah, what, what, which concert was that? Where were they playing? It was uh, 2012 Monaroo Festival. Monaroo, okay. Yeah, but I mean, it's hard. Like, I want... I would want to be at a concert of the Chili Peppers that's like three hours long and I choose the set list. That's not gonna happen. There's also the fact that John's coming back and 
a lot of people are feeling as though he won't play the last two albums that had Josh on them because when he returned in 98, I want to say, 97, he didn't, want to play the other he didn't want to play any of One Hot Minute, which had Dave Navarro. And him and Dave are friends. I guess it's like it's, it's not his. It's like it's not his band when... Like I and he played the the Halil stuff and the Billy Sherman stuff. He played the early stuff, but he didn't play Dave's stuff. And when he left in two thousand seven, I guess he had or two thousand eight or whatever. I guess he had a sense like they weren't gonna continue without him, but they started without him and they can go without him and they proved that with the two albums. Yep. With Josh and with the the one album, one hot minute with uh, Dave Navarro, it's a very underrated album. I think that's a fucking terrific album. Yeah, well, what, what I've heard from you playing it there, I, I definitely. There's agree. a song uh, that Anthony wrote about Kurt Cobain when he found out he died. Um, there's this little song called "P" by Flea, and it, <laughs> it just yeah. makes me laugh every time I hear it. The song My Friends is beautiful, Aeroplane, Walkabout, it's a fucking sick album. It's the album that would come after this. Um, this album was recorded in a cool way though. We were talking about this right before the flip with Rick Rubin. Um, they, re- they recorded it in a mansion. And the mansion belonged to Houdini. Yeah, Harry and, Houdini. And it was like supposedly a haunted mansion. The Flea, Anthony, and John stayed in the house they didn't really leave uh, I don't believe Flea left I know he had a young daughter I know Anthony and John didn't leave Flea might have left occasionally and and Chad just said fuck that like he, he was going to be with his wife I think she was pregnant at the time or something but he wasn't sleeping in this haunted mansion and I know John didn't like that but that's that's how it was going to be and fucking deal with it and they, they worked with those circumstances and when did Chad join the band? How old was Chad he? joined in, I want to say, 87 or okay. 88. Okay. Right after Uplift Mofo Party. When Halil Slovak died, um, Jack Irons left. Okay. So, they, they were trying out drummers, and Chad was the last one they were going to try out that day or something. And he came in le- looking like a rocker, man. Like, the long hair... He was like a rock star. He he was fucking. That in Anthony's book he called him like a Guns N' Roses wannabe walking in. <laughs> and uh, so hey, I guess well, it Chad starts playing and like Flea was thinking that he was gonna walk all over this guy, and this guy was just going everything that Flea could give him. Chad had something to play with it, and and the fact that uh, Flea at one point was like, "Fuck, what do I do? Do I keep going?" Like. And Anthony's like, fuck, keep going. And at the end of the the practice, what they had said to Chad is, go home and cut your hair, and we're going to be at this bar. And you come see us with your shaved head, and then you're in the band. He came back that night, met them at the meeting spot, and he told them, look, I ain't cutting my fucking hair, but I'm in this band. And they respected that, because that's a ballsy move. Well, yeah, definitely, and, after two albums. And, and he's been with him ever since. And I don't think they regret that decision No, at all. definitely not, definitely not. He is an incredible drummer. He's I terrific. I, I think he's awesome. 
Isn't it fucking weird how him and Will Smith look so alike, though? Will Smith? The yeah. black guy? No, no. Will yeah? <laughs> Will, Will Smith, Ferrell, you fuck? Fuck. <laughs> Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell? Yeah. Yeah, I guess they look a little bit more like... Sees how they're the same sin, uh, skin tone. And, like, fucking facial construction a bit. It was great when they were on, uh, was it Fallon? Yeah. It was did, Fallon, right? They did the drum battle there. It was great because <laughs> they dressed the exact same. And, I mean, uh, at first glance. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that's Wilfer. Oh, wait, that's Chad Smith. Well, oh. Becky said the same thing the other day. She like, you know, he kind of looks like Will Ferrell. That's all. Like, yeah, he does. They've actually talked about that, and she didn't even know that. Oh, she yeah? didn't ever see the drum off. That's cool. That's cool. Um, we didn't go through what we're drinking. Uh, we, we ran. I ran out of beer. We still got beer, but I ran out of beer, so I was. I, I switched to some Frank's Red Hot Caesar. Um, they suck. Pussy. They suck. No, <laughs> it's not even worth being a pussy because they fucking suck. Frank it. But it says Frank's Frank's red hot. And over here, I got another Budweiser. I'll be drinking more Budweisers than fucking red hot Caesars or fucking IPAs. <laughs> Kitty IPAs. <laughs> None of that for me, thank you. Give it to your doctor. I didn't even shake it. <laughs> you fucked up. That's why it sucks. They've been sitting in my fridge because I don't want to drink them because they suck. But, you know. Uh, as I mentioned before, uh, John, uh, he quit the band, right? He was having a lot of trouble dealing with the success of this album. Because, realistically, he went from joining one of his favorite bands as a young, a young guy. And, uh, I think he was like 18, 19, right? Like kind of a nerdy guy, punk kinda, and uh, he joins his favorite band, he puts out an album, he gained some pretty big success, but they weren't filling arenas or nothing, and you know, still playing clubs, and he liked that, he liked playing clubs, he didn't like the big crowd, Um, then when this album dropped, it, it was huge, and Anthony always said, like, the way he would write songs with John was just... It was different in a sense, like they could, he could finish his song, or he, or John could finish Anthony's song, and it'd be exactly how they would want it. You know, they just, they were on the same page musically, and they just like, where one would lose what they were trying to say, the other one would pick it up and finish it for them. Like, the way they wrote songs together was just really special for both of them. Well, that. Can- well, I mean, it seems I don't I don't know every album they've done, but it seems to me that the hits, the one with the biggest selling, best selling albums, were with John and Anthony working together. Yeah. So does. Was yeah. That like kind of like. That's hard though. I really like Josh and Josh and and John actually worked together. They did albums together, and I don't know. It's. That's hard for me. I, I really do love John. I think my favorite albums are the one with him, so it's hard to, to argue it, but like, I don't know. Like I said, when when this came out, he wasn't feeling it. He uh, The hits started rolling out, and he, he got like he got sick of it and there's a famous instant when uh, they were playing Saturday Night Live and they were doing Under the Bridge and he wasn't even playing the same chords he was playing a different song up there because he was mad at Anthony and he was going to quit the band 
he he was gonna quit the band right before a show in like Australia, like in front and Flea's Australian, you know, like he was playing in front of his home. Yeah. And I guess he like he did the show and then he left the next day and they had to get a, a fill in and then at the end of the tour the fill in was done they tried to get a new guy and then he didn't fit and then Dave Navarro from Jeans came in they did one hot minute. John, you know, during that time, like, drug use was huge in the Peppers. Well, like, in any band at that time, that was huge. Like, for Chad, he was a big drinker. Flea, and in the beginning, he was really into it. Him and him and Anthony are friends since, like, junior high, right? Yeah. They've been doing it all together since, since the beginning. They tr- tried these things for the first time together in some situations. Anthony, a little before that, and others. Um... But, but, I don't know, something happened with John where all of a sudden he was put in a situation and John ended up being, like, deathly addicted to heroin and almost died. Um, there was even a little documentary on it. There's uh, videos of it. He looks... Well, I showed you some of it, didn't I? He looked awful. He looked like he was going to drop dead at any moment. By the sort grace of, like, of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... Like, not even the same person, by the grace of God. Like, he had a little bit left in him. He got to rehab. He did it. And as far as I'm concerned, or as far as I know, he's, he's been clean ever since. And just fucking, you know, making music for him and, and for the people that follow him and love his music. Well, I mean, it is, like, uh, a thing that is not uncommon in the world of music. No, To, definitely. like you know burn out from the stress and the, the that's a lyric it's it. better to burn out than fade away exactly and i mean that's when kurt cobain's suicide note right wasn't it yeah it like, it's like but i think it was the lyric in the song i could be confessed but uh, i don't know i don't know anyways it, like as a musician myself i haven't reached that status obviously <laughs> obviously brad or else you wouldn't be doing this buddy podcast with fucking, me well i wouldn't be too in the world but um, yeah, I don't know, it's just kind of like, uh, like a lot of people suffered yeah. through that time. And Anthony suffered before, during, and after, and I, he didn't find his peace till much later, you no. know. Um, yeah, side two of side, uh, we're side two We're halfway through this album. So we're actually at the half, halfway mark. And just think, we're already almost 40 minutes in. This will definitely be the longest TV groove, DVD Grooves podcast you've listened to. <laughs> definitely. Unless we split it up. Who knows? Depends on the final time. We'll see. Fuck that. No. Fuck that. Keep it all together. Be a trooper. Listen straight to the end. We believe in or you. Or pause and start up like we do with our recordings. Yeah. Do that. Be like us. Alright, y'all ready for the flip? Side three, hitting you off with the title track of the album, Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Not a not a hit by any means. No. Not a big song, 
Not something that they always play live, but I've always done this to them. Yeah, like I, it's a tune when you're walking down the street with your headphones on, it like pumps you up. Gets, gets you up the hill here. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that, dude. I would never walk up that hill. Yeah, I'm never getting again. tired of that shit. <laughs> I've been doing it for quite a bit. Basically since the car fucking died. Unfortunately. Um, yeah, so. 1991. Good fucking year. I had, uh, let's do some charting. Let's, let's look at the charts. See how this bitch did in the charts. The fact that Flea was a number one bass player is making charts seem like shit. Well, maybe uh, that'll change when we see the numbers. I hope so. Blood sugar baby, she crazy, sex magic. So, so what? wait, what were you? What do we got? Well, uh, in the Billboard 200 uh, in 1991, I don't know what what week. But it was number three. It peaked at three? Peaked the at album? Three. Yeah. Okay. And UK was five. Canada. Canada. <laughs> Here, Canada, A. Canada, A. Um, number one. Number one. Number one in my heart, too. Uh, also number one in Australia and New Zealand. And then the rest is kind of like, you know, it fluctuates. Yeah. And the single, Give It Away. Was number one for the modern rock tracks, but 73 on the Billboard Hot 100. Wow. Under the Bridge was two on Billboard Hot 100, Mainstream Rock, blah, blah, blah. Breaking the Girl, 15. Breaking <coughs> the Girl is a beautiful track, and the drums on it by Chad are mint. We've talked about the drum track on that oh, before. Yeah, we have. Really? Yeah. In the kitchen. <laughs> We're oh, okay. probably in the high kitchen, and drunk. Yeah, Dude, probably. did you ever fucking listen yeah. to Breaking no. the Girl for real, man? When that fucking drum coming, you fucking feel something, Dave. You feel the deepness. Uh, suck My Kiss was number 50. Suck My Kiss! So not too bad on the charts. Uh, maybe not their best. There's probably some that were won all across the board. Well, I'm sure uh, but, by the time uh, Californication came out and John rejoined. Uh, but I mean, are you thinking of this? This is eight. Eight or eight. Eight or nine years after their formation, like they're yeah, yeah. well into. Well, well, the fact that it's their fifth album and it's like everyone hears it right, and they're like, "Wow, that's their new best album." That that good right there. I like that stuff. And then the next album come out, <laughs> and I'll be honest, like a lot of people didn't have the same reaction towards it. I love it. Maybe not as much, but I do love it a lot. And then Californication came out, and those fucking insane people came in. Oh, that's fucking good right there. That's their new best album. By the way, comes out. Hey, fucking hear that new Chili Peppers album? The best new album on the road right now. Going on tour, go see him in Sweden. I mean, Then Stadium Arcadium. Then Stadium Arcadium came out, and same people. Hey, <laughs> and that, that's enough of that fucking uh, voice right there. Um, but it's true. It, there was a string of albums that was like, ah, well, that's their new best album. Yeah. Ah, well, that's yeah. their new, Like, that's just... how it felt. It's like they were always evolving. That's And I hear they have an album coming out this year. And yeah. if that's true, it'll be, be the first hype. time we hear John record with the Chili Peppers since Stadium Marketing. In 2000. Six or seven. We're so bad with numbers. I know, but we <laughs> look at so many of them. I know. It's... it's like the amount of fucking numerical... Like, you know, that's one thing in school. They're like, oh, I'm memorized this and that. I'm like, I can't fit any more shit in my brain. Because I got Sorry, so we filled fucking... it all up with music. <laughs> Can you give me a fucking USB that I'll shove in my ass? <laughs> Fuck, that'd be the only way, because... 
Man, some of the shit I fucking need to remember at school, I'm like, does it, I fucking can't even. Can't and just even like it. that, we're at Under the Bridge. Oh, the, by far the. Uh, is, is, is this it, the it, climax of the album, you think? Ah, uh, you know what? People have told me that, oh, the Under the Bridge is fucking overrated. I hear it all the time. You hear it all the time because it needs to be heard all the time. And it's fucking great. Why It's a think fucking that, great yeah. fucking tune. The reasons that radios have been playing this song since 1991 when it was given to the people. (laughs) (laughs) The people. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, we're a little fucked up. Um, But when it's been on the radio since it came out, you know what I mean? Yeah, pretty much. And the reason is because it's popular since it comes out. Yeah. I remember hearing it on the school bus. Like, I had a 45-minute like bus ride, sometimes an hour or whatever, and you'd hear it come on the radio, and you'd see, like, all the kids in the different grades hearing it, like, yeah, that's that shit. And oh, like, I mean, it's a great song. Like, you fucking listen to this. It's timeless. Yeah. It's one of the best songs ever written. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. I've had some people tell me, I have friends that are close to me, and people I look up to in the music world that don't really like the Chili Peppers, and... I don't know. That's their opinion. I fucking don't agree with it. But uh, to me, this is I mean, it's kind of... I don't say I like every single person. I do like a lot of musicians. There's some things I can't handle. Like uh, I gave Brad a copy of Pyromania by Def Leppard. And he uh, fucking sold it for a buck. Disclaimer. I was not into music as much as I am now. And I regret selling it. He was in the music quite a bit back then. He's being pretty hasty right now. Well, I think he's just trying not to seem like a dick. <laughs> well, shit. You caught me in my lie. I caught him. Motherfuckers selling records of about 50. <laughs> Pyromania. You won't find that nowhere else. Hey, just be happy. Some guy with a fucking big old... Well, don't be happy, but... The guy who bought it was a fucking guy... Uh, I don't know. He's big dude. Huge guy, looking guy. You came up. So the Big Show bought your album. I'm supposed to get a fucking excitement bonus. Well, what do you say? Big Show, but he was a big guy with a yellow fucking uh, Hummer or something like that. He pulled up. <laughs> it was like a yellow SUV. With a big like, yellow Hummer. Oh yeah, he showed up, tattoos and everything. Picked up all my records and was like, "How much?" So I don't fucking know. Just, uh, I said a random price. What'd you say? I don't got it. It was probably like 15, 20 bucks for like he grabbed like five or six of them. 30. Yeah. Well, I mean, I regret selling it because I still don't have it, and it is a good album. It's a great so album. We'll get. We'll, we'll do. Maybe some... not as great as this album. No. I, I would say no. But... For me. And I love that Leppard. Do you know anything about the album cover of this one? I know that's it's pretty dope. Why? Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know who made it, but I mean, from the left, it's Anthony. The top is Flea. The right is Chad, and the bottom is John. I know that. So John's the chili sex, and then hot sugar. Yeah, Pepper Magic is blood. Anthony, Red Blood is Flea, Hot Sugar is Chad, and Chili Sex is John. Maybe that's their nicknames. Imagine? We just debunked a fucking conspiracy there. Well, when it came time to name in the album, I guess Rick Rubin suggested this. He's all like, well, this album is full of blood sugar, sex, and magic. So you might as well just call it that. And it wasn't the hit, like I said, and it, but it fit. It made imagine, sense. Imagine fucking 
being Rick Rubin and then just saying, yeah, this should be this should be. Some bands look at Rick Rubin that, as the so? the greatest, right? And then other bands um, think he's a fucking piece of shit. And I've heard both stories, yeah, both sides of the story, and uh, you know it wouldn't surprise me if he's a bit of a fucking dick because you know a lot of producers are. Hey, I'm a bit of a dick, and I'm not even a record producer. Yeah. Would you believe that? <laughs> the ego on me. Fucking. Okay. Well, we're halfway through side three. It's going fucking good. How are you guys doing today out there? Hope you're enjoy- enjoying your uh, In- enjoy- whatever you're doing, whatever you're doing. Hope you enjoy listening to this. And like I said, uh, comment on the post. Tell us what your favorite song is on this album. Uh, Don't tell us your favorite song of all time because we will be posting the other albums eventually. I'm missing four. Uh, I don't have the debut, self-titled. I don't have Freaky Styly, but I see that changing very soon. And I don't have I'm With You or The Getaway, which I also... I see them all changing very soon. I, I plan on having them all. Uh, but I have the others. I have zero. Puss! <laughs> I have none in my collection. But that's not just because... Uh, like Your I, girlfriend said she wants to get by the way. Yeah, she does. She, that's the next one she wants to get by me. And cool. She'll have some before you, so I'm already going to respect her way more than I respect <laughs> you. Wow. 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 Gives away Pyromania albums and doesn't even have a fucking Chili Peppers record. I know, but the, this okay. So the reason I don't have a Chili Peppers is because they're very much accessible. Like I can go on Amazon and buy one. Or so they're like super accessible, and you decide not to do it. Well, no, it's just because I'll. Did you hear that, get folks? Them. I'll eventually get them. Right. Obviously. I don't know. I don't know. I can't find the getaway, or I'm with you right now. <coughs> Yeah, but at a reasonable price. At the, the ones that I would buy first would be the ones that I know. So it'd be like this one: Stadium Arcadian, Californication, by the uh, by the way, um, and One Hot Minute. I, w- I really like those ones. I'd like to own them, but I kind of want to own the Freaky Styly as well. Yeah, you're an old the turtle. <laughs> yeah, I want that. Yeah, if I don't want to get too off topic with the other albums because we're gonna talk about the other albums, but One Hot Minute. Look at the photo shoots on it. Chad has, like, cut hair, like, finally, and he, like, bleached it. It's, like, blonde. <laughs> and he, oh, I think he, I've seen some of those. He looks so fucking funny that, uh... I'm just used to seeing him with the hat. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's wearing a hat Yeah, he's there. wearing a hat in the picture. <laughs> because it's, like, his thing. It's a hey, cool thing. It is a cool thing. Man, he's so fucking cool. Um, uh, well, it, it works because I want to talk about Woodstock 90, 94 and 99. They play at both Woodstocks in the 90s. I like 94 with Dave. Uh, with Navarro? Yeah. Okay. And they got those little light bulb things on them? Yeah. They were. They said they were so hot they could barely breathe in them. No doubt. Fuck. But uh, not too many bands played 94 and 99. Uh, I, I'm a huge Woodstock fucking guy, so... They, in 99, they closed out the whole festival. They were yeah. the last act. In 94, I don't know no, uh, I don't know exactly where they were in the set. Like, uh, in 94? Yeah, I don't know if it was a day or night. It was night. I know it was night, I think. Yeah, it was definitely night. But, you know, they were headlining festivals for fuck, all the way to now. Still. All the way to now, yeah, anywhere. Especially when John come, When they do their first tour with John, if it happens... Mm-hmm. It's going to be huge. Oh, yeah. And it's going to sell out 
fast. Especially if the album is fucking... And the album is gonna be that good. Yeah. John has literally, like, I don't want to say literally not played guitar since Stadium Arcadium, but as, as far as, like, music goes... He's gone in a complete different direction. He he said in an interview, when I play guitar, I want to play guitar with these guys and I want to make that music with these guys. When I do things by myself, he does more electronic music, you know, and and, and it's not always my cup of tea, but he does have solo stuff out there that I really like. Mm-hmm. It's I've not all like the techno. He does other stuff, too. Oh, no, I did hear one song. Yeah, yeah, yeah we played it the night we smoked those cigars. Good old stick, as Bill Burr puts it. But, uh, yeah, man. I don't know, I got lost in what I was talking about. <laughs> John. Yeah, but. Solo albums. But, yeah, the the tour with John back in the band. You're getting the Blood Sugar, Sex Magic, Californication, by the way, and Stadium Arcadium and Mother's Milk lineup, which is the, the most sought after lineup when you're going to see the Peppers. It's kind of cool too because uh, you can kind of see both the uh, two different versions of Chili Peppers. Well, no, not really, but like in 94 they have Dave Navarro, so it's in 99, Woodstar 99, they have John back. Yeah. So it's cool to see like the two different, you know. And f- in Woodstock 99, Flea <laughs> just comes <laughs> out, runs out on stage fucking naked Completely naked, nothing, not even a sock on his cock, just a fucking naked ass body jumping up and down. And my god, the, the, <laughs> like that's how they start the fucking show. And like he's I, such a character, but it, he just rocks the shit out of the place naked, and he fucking <laughs> like, freaks out. On the <laughs> like holy shit! They're I, a band that when they started, they they. They really played off feel. The feel of yeah. what they were feeling, the excitement of playing together for the first time. <laughs> Anthony never thought he was going to be a singer. He wanted to be an actor. Right? Really? I didn't like know his that. dad had moved to LA to be an actor, and he became a little bit too much for his mother uh, in Michigan, Grand Rapids, and he, he moved in with his dad. And his dad dude, was taking him into the Roxy, taking him into all those clubs, man. I had a oh, kid. Yeah? He, in his book, he, he said his dad was blowing marijuana smoke in his face when he was still in a stroller. Gave him heroin before he was fucking 15 years old. Like, uh, did coke uh, with him. Then split on joints. Like, goddamn. He had a, he had a crazy upbringing, but he's so poetic and, I don't know, there's a lot of hate out there for him, too. Yeah, I know. Uh, I think, I don't know, I don't know. It's hard to know. I don't know him personally, but I know, I know him from his music, and I listen to the words. And I read the book, you know. I, I watch the interviews. You know, you can't put on an act like that. No. Like he, that's someone that feels deeply, and that's been through so much shit. Like, is he a perfect person? No, but he's a fucking great person. He's a great frontman too. An amazing frontman. He's carrying energy. He fucking, you know, he's providing constant, like, constant fucking enthusiasm yeah. throughout that stage. And he's pretty accurate in his uh, singing too. Like, you know, sometimes when you see some an people talk live, shit about his voice, and I don't understand. That's a beautiful voice right there. Yeah. Well, even <laughs> when he raps, yeah. it's it's like it's weird. It's 
It's like there's two I different... like that tone. Uh, uh, like Zach De La Roca from Rage Against the Machine, man. He, he's got a very, like, wah, wah, wah. Like, he's got a like, wah, crazy wah, fucking... Wah. That's Zach De La Roca right there visiting <laughs> us. He's got a... He, he said hi. He says hi. He has to go take a shit. We'll be back <laughs> when the episode's over. Yeah, he'll come back for uh, Rage Against the Machine's episode. Yeah. But, uh, no, like, it's different. Uh, Anthony and him, thinking, like, you know, they're doing the same rap type rock. Except it's completely different. Uh, Some of it's pretty political. Enunciation. Though. Yeah, it's pretty political too. Yeah. More aggressively for rage, obviously. Yeah. But like uh, when you listen to <laughs> some of the early Chili Peppers tunes out in LA, uh, Police Helicopter, like listen to that shit. That's you, uh, what's talking the... about that scene. So this isn't the the thing I was going to mention isn't on this album. But you were telling me about a story. <laughs> Uh, Yertle? Yeah. Yertle? About Yertle Turtle. Yeah. Do you, do you want to recall that story? Alright, so we'll share a story. Folks? Yeah, yeah, we'll share a story that's not um, on this album. It's on the second album. It's on, do you have the second album? I don't have it yet, okay, so. but I know that Mew, uh, Sunrise has it and they're opening tomorrow. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you go. I guess we're buying so, that. So, I don't know. I might have it tomorrow. <laughs> Well, should um, we save that for that then? Or? Nah, fuck it. I'm already in it. Uh, I'm already in it. Uh, so, uh, oh wait, maybe we'll flip it first, and then that's how we'll start off side four. Maybe we'll just forget about it, and then they'll forget about it. <laughs> no, they ain't gonna forget because we ain't gonna stop the recording, bud. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, we roll right along. So with the fourth, uh, four sides, four, 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 four sides, four, four, four. S- <laughs> four. <laughs> oh god. Four sides for the first, like for the records with two records in it, like albums with two records. We're gonna, I think we're just gonna roll through the records themselves, and then do, do the do, do the, the half flip, do the half flip, like the actual record switch where you gotta put it in the sleeve. That would be too long. Whereas this, all we're doing is flipping and putting the needle down. So we might as well just keep continuing talking. <laughs> Instead of fucking stopping all the time. Because it makes it easier for uh, my one-man editing machine here. Yeah, Brad <laughs> is the editor and uh, the po- main but poster. I gotta give Apple some credit here, though. GarageBand is fucking great for that. Like, I could... Like, this is what... We, we recorded on GarageBand. And, uh, It's a fucking... You know, all I gotta do is click record... Oh, baby, to talk. <laughs> Play the record, and then there you go. It's out on the interwebs. Back on the interwebs. Um, okay, so yeah, the, the story with Yertle the Turtle um, on Freaky Styly. It's the second album, I want to say 85. Don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure it's 85. Uh, so the producer of that album is George Clinton from Funkadelic. And he, like the Peppers at the time, liked to dabble in drugs mainly coke they would smoke it snort it and inject it um heroin lots and lots of dope like weed um and anyways the drug dealer would be in the recording studio with them while they were doing the music and uh he kept telling george like george man yeah you gotta fucking pay me (laughs) Yeah, I keep giving you these drugs and you keep not paying me and that's going to be an issue, right? And uh, 
it got to the point where he's like, look, I need you to pay me now. This isn't a, it's not a joke. Like, you're here, the band's here, and someone's going to get hurt. And he had people with him, you know. And uh, George, you know, being the smart guy that he is, he said, hey, you know, you like entertainment. You like movies. You like music. How about I put you on this record? <laughs> and uh, he really liked the idea of that. The band at the time did not like the idea of it. Anthony was kind of like, yo, what the hell, man? Uh, this is our second album. The first one didn't do so great. We're, you know, we're trying to make this one pop. Yeah. Like, uh, what are you doing telling people they can have a spot on our album? And George told him, like, don't worry. We're going to put it in a way that it's going to work for everybody. And to George's credit, it worked out that way. When you listen to Yertle the Turtle, you're going to hear a voice three, four times in the song. And it just goes, wow, look at the turtle go, man. <laughs> and it happens like four times. He just says that a couple times throughout the song. And I, every time I listen to it now, I just get cracked up because it's just the guy that they owed all that money to for the drugs <laughs> for this album. And that's how he, he felt he was going to gonna break into the, the, the world of entertainment. And I don't know. he wrong? <laughs> but it's a cool story, man. Yeah. And it's part of history. And it's part of the I always happened. thought that was cool. We might uh, touch into it a little more when we do Freaky Styly. Um, I don't know when that'll be, but definitely a cool story yeah uh yeah no I, when he told me that i fucking really liked the yeah, this is a cool story i never heard there and i laughed you know it's fucking comical it's like a drug dealer what <laughs> uh, oh fuck i had to play this you my big song. shot man yeah <laughs> look at the turtle go man like, fuck, if you thought that was gonna be the start of your career uh, hey but you never know like uh, right, yeah flea and anthony were in a couple movies are in in little uh TV shows or commercials and stuff like that. Like, uh, you can see Anthony on some sitcoms. Uh, There's posted videos of it all. I don't have a... I know Flea was in a movie, Suburbia. It was like a punk scene movie. He was one of the kids on it. Yeah. (laughs) Talented guys, man. I, I... I wonder what Chad would be doing if he didn't join the Peppers, though. I think he would still have made it. Yeah. As a drummer, I think so, because he has the skills enough to, like, he's got some mean I don't see John ever being able to be in a band that's not the Chili Peppers, just because they know him so well, and, <laughs> like, he, he, he's, he doesn't seem to be the kind of guy that would just be comfortable with anyone. You know, he has a connection with the guys in the band, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. in a sense, on a music like... note and, a, like, a friendship note. Yeah. In a sense, it might, like, I don't know, I, I, well, I mean, our guitar player, Taylor, he, he's he's not the most social guy. No, you but when him. he has a couple brews yeah. in him, and, and you know him yeah. on a different level a little bit. He'll, he'll have a, he'll, he'll talk, he'll talk, he'll fucking have a great time with him, anytime. Yeah. But. I had, I, I had a great time with him when you guys did the country, uh, country, country fest, show, yeah. country fest, yeah. Brad's band, Queen Street, they went by the name, uh, oh. Shit Kickers. The Shit Kickers. <laughs> Taylor had this blue wig up there looking like fucking Kurt Cobain. Fuck it. <laughs> I don't know why you're playing a country show. <laughs> <laughs> he comes up He's with a, a hat. A hat and sunglasses and a wig on. And it's nighttime. The lights weren't <laughs> that great. 
and uh, that that country group <laughs> Sons of Daughters uh, or something. They they were playing Metallica Enter Sandman. We're yeah. pissed drunk booing them, and the reason <laughs> the reason that we were pissed drunk is because when we went to go to the boys, uh, their dressing room. We were going in with a couple of beers, right? And uh, the security girl told us that we couldn't go in down the hall to the other uh, dressing room with beer because you can have alcohol at that end of the school. Yeah. Right? There's but she like... would let us in the other dressing room that was actually for the sons of daughters that yeah. that the school had paid to come and play and had a nice little layout. We ended up leaving with their bottle of whiskey and eating a little bit of their munchies, and uh, we went. Uh, we didn't do it though. Well, I didn't grab it. You no. didn't grab it, <laughs> no. but we definitely drank it. <laughs> Someone, <laughs> Someone yeah. poured it in our mouths. We never touched the stolen evidence. Well, but that bottle of whiskey went around in a circle. Yeah, we were fucking. Remember. And we just sip after sip, one by one. It was the. That was a great fucking night, though. That was a wonderful night. Taylor dropping that cigar in that blanket and just <laughs> running out of the house. <laughs> They're all gonna die! I was all like, well then we better get out of here, but we just heard. left. <laughs> yeah, he left me and like some of our other friends in there. We went to the, <laughs> I was the, still the in college there. bar and then you guys showed up after, right? Yeah, and that's I, what Taylor told us. He's like, fuck, I, I fell. <laughs> <laughs> Dropped the cigar in the blankets. I thought everyone was gonna die. He Brad's left. there like, and you left me? <laughs> he ran out. And you left me? Uh, you silly motherfucker. That's one thing I really miss. Like, you know, I'm I'm still in university. I got one year left after this one. And that's kind of like, you know, I missed out of the year of fucking good old times with the boys. Stuff like that, you know. Yeah. It'll get back to it, but it'll be, uh, it'll be a little different, I feel, honestly. I like this song a lot. Sir Psycho Sexy? Yeah, this is one of my fucking favorites on this album. Go. I like when they're playing at Woodstock 99, too. Yeah, at Woodstock 99, they're closing up the show, and on the uh, the pay-per-view uh, that MTV was doing, you see, like, they do crowd shots, and, well, we should do an... Oh, I don't really have any... I don't have many... Uh, I don't think there's vinyl of Woodstock 99 anywhere, but they talked about it, though, because they were, like, flown in, went on the stage, played it, thought they did a great show, mm. thought the crowd was great, they get on the plane, and they're not even, they're not even gone yet, they're still, like, leaving, or the helicopter, or whatever flew them in, they're still leaving, and they're just starting to hear the radio, and like they're hearing of all the disaster that was happening and, and like yeah the, the deaths the rapes the, the awful side of Woodstock 99 well for those who don't know uh, Woodstock 99 ended in a, in a basically a riot of ten, five to 10,000 people maybe more there was over 400,000 yeah yeah it should be more than that no no but like the actual like a lot of people left when uh, like chili peppers were done they're like okay we'll go home but then there was these guys like five to 10,000 people who got like but the, the stuff that the happened during, during the yeah, show yeah during it the whole thing is a shit show we'll, we'll go into depth on, we like, should have an episode just based on that yeah. we wouldn't be spinning a record but we would no. be full in conversation cause I we could, could spin a record of someone that was there uh, yeah a like corn maybe or something yeah. like that that'd be a good uh because they, they were... Kid that was Rock. Kid Rock. That's Rage. DMX. We'll mention it a lot, Woodstock. But Red Hot Chili Peppers, during the pay-per-view, they film, like, they turn around, and as this riot is going on, they zoom in on the big fires 
There's big, uh, like, a bunch During of people. During the chili peppers? Yeah. Yeah. They're lighting shit on fire because this peace group uh, thought it'd be a good idea uh, <coughs> to give away candles so everyone could light it at uh, under the bridge. And so they, uh, the goal was to make a peaceful thing because Woodstock 99, you know, peace, love, happiness, you know, the 69 vibes. But it backfired because they just started lighting fucking pieces of the wall on fire and shit like that. And then next thing you know, there was a big old fire in the thing. So the pay-per-view is cool. You see the fire burning. And then they play Fire by Jimi Hendrix yeah. at the end of it. And they talked about it too. And you know what? Um... There was supposed to be a, a Jimi Hendrix tribute mm-hmm. there, and it didn't happen. Because of that. It, no. It, they were going to cancel it. Yeah. So, what what had happened is Jimi Hendrix's sister was there, and she went up to the Chili Peppers, and she said, Could you guys please play a song for my brother? I don't want him to be forgotten as for, at Woodstock. Because mm-hmm. it was a big part of him and, and a big part of Woodstock. And she asked them specifically... And they had done quite a few uh, Jimi Hendrix covers, right? So they went out and they did... uh, They rip into fire. They've been playing fire since the early days in the mid-80s, man. They've been playing fire since the little Holvac. Halil Slovak was in the band. Man, they annihilate that cover. Like, that is a fucking crazy fast version. I, I don't I, that's the fastest cover I've ever heard of that song well when we were in high school we used to get Apple computers right I had iTunes on it and I got the Blood Sugar Sex Magic album right yeah and when you got the iTunes version it came with co- covers of Middle uh, Little Miss Lover and, uh, and Castles Made of Sand that's cool so which guess- aren't on the albums the, the only cover on the album is the last song they're red hot. That's a Robert Johnson. Oh yeah, I didn't yeah. know that though. Uh, it's a. It sounds a little bit different than that old blues guy. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't doubt it. <laughs> guy that died in 1938, and the Peppers are covering him and just fucking going all out because they were red hot, red just hot. like fucking Robert Johnson was. They fuck. Great, great show at Woodstock. They play all the hits too. Yeah, like every single, uh, every single fucking hit basically up to that time. '99, Californication just came out. Uh, like, uh, either that year, when did '98 or '99? '99. Okay, yeah, that year, that same year, you know. So it came out. So they're playing. This is that's. It's so funny to hear bands say this is a new song, and they play like Scar Tissue or Californication. Yeah. Like. That's not a new song, but... It's like, yeah, it Stone was. Temple Pilots on their MTV Unplugged, they do Big Empty. Yeah. And it's like, ah, I, I love it. Fuck. Well, I, I, when, uh, I, I watched an ACDC uh, show with Bon Scott there, and they say he says, this is a new song called Highway to Hell. That's on the Let There Be Rock. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. I'm, I haven't seen that DVD, actually. I have it. We'll watch it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Oh, um... <clears throat> that what's that app we watch concerts? Oh, because that's Kello. A, Kello, that's a good fucking Q E L L O, and it's uh, it's like Netflix but concerts, right? All different genres, um, all different groups and all different eras of the group. They don't have everybody, but you know, 
no one's gonna have fucking everybody. There's no. a lot of good shows. I mean, that's what we did on. Uh, we did that on New Year's. Mm -hmm. We ended up watching uh, an Aerosmith show. Then we watched. Uh, 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 we watched. Ah, uh, uh, you shit me. The Dr. Zach, Dre. Dr. Dre. Yeah. And Zach Brown Band. We yeah. went to uh, classic rock, country, and then rap. <laughs> Yeah, that was a great night. I had a great New Year's. We wa launched those cannon things there. Yeah, dude, those things had fucking firepower. It was great. Not as great as this album. Uh, oh, this is an album I'll be listening to for the rest of my life. Yeah. There's albums in my collection that I'm, like, I'll definitely keep around for the rest of my life. Like, there's some that I'm going to listen to uh, at least once a week. I hope for the rest of my life. Yeah. Until my hearing goes out. Dude, I I know we've talked about <laughs> it, but like I swear, if I ever lost my hearing, I'd lose my life. Yeah, Angel asked another one. Would you much rather? Would you lose your? Would you, what would you prefer? Your hands or your sight? I was like, oh. Hands. Oh, <laughs> hands. <laughs> How would you flip your records? With oh. my nub. With <laughs> <laughs> like the the wrist. Well, it depends where I lose my arm. Brad would flip it with his nubs. I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. I don't know. Is that is that, that no? There's one song left. No, well, this is the going into their red hot the oh, okay. the, the Robert cover. Johnson cover. The cover. And then that's, yeah, that's the gonna be the longest one yet. One hour and thirteen minutes. Yeah, that's and cool. <laughs> I don't know. It felt pretty uh, fluent like, yeah. to talk about. It still goes by. And quick. it's cool because like we've talked about the peppers for over an hour. And I still got, uh, we still Dozens got plenty of, of things, albums yeah. and different things to touch on, different bandmates yep. to talk about. Um, we mentioned names, but we didn't really go into depth. <laughs> See, it's a little different than the, the Robert Johnson version. <laughs> but yeah, if, if you don't know Blood Sugar Sex Magic and you want to know the Chili Peppers in a little bit, I would start there. Let's start yeah, there. It's a great, it's a good album. And whether start you start there and work backwards or you work forwards, you, there's something in there for everyone. A hundred percent. I I also like their, um, well, the Adventures of Rain Dance, Maggie. I like, yeah, I like, that's I like on. That uh, I'm with you. Uh, I, I like bought that, that CD when it came out. Brendan's death song is on that. Cause I remember seeing the video on Much Music. That's when I started watching a couple, a bit of Much Music there. And uh, that would come on a couple times there. Uh, but that's high school, eh? Yeah. 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 They were on the roof there. Oh, I missed that shit when it was good. Yeah. But that's yeah. the album. And I hope you guys liked it as much as, at least as much as Brad does. If you like it as much as I do, you might get a little obsessive. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love this album. Uh, I love a lot of Chili Peppers albums, and I'm f happy to finally have done one. Yeah. We're going to do probably plenty more, but that album's, uh, there's millions of albums we got. Dude, we got so much to do. Like, I, I get overwhelmed at thinking about the amount of albums we're But it's doing. been pretty easy to choose so far. Yeah, yeah. we're just like, oh, you want to hear that? Okay, cool, yeah. You know, Sabbath seemed like a good place to start. Blind Melon is a good place to pick up where we left off. Get Louie on there to do the yeah. Eagles. That felt good. ACDC. Louis, share the podcast. Share the podcast, Louis. <laughs> you and your fucking friends. You guys are in the cool group. We want to be in the cool group. <laughs> share it. Share it. Sharing's caring. Anyways, folks, 
We have reached another episode of DVD Grooves. The ending has 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 come across. The ending has come, ended, come and we are leaving. Yep. Keep it real, y'all. This is DVD Grooves. We're signing off. Have a good one. Peace. We're no professionals, but this is Under the Bridge. Here we go. And the one, and the two, and the three. Sometimes I feel like I don't have a partner Sometimes I feel like my only friend Is the city I live in The city of angels Lonely as I am Together we cry on her streets cause she's my companion I walk her hills cause she knows who I am she sees my good deeds and she kisses me when day I never worry now that is a lie I did that day, take me to the place I love.